0: Hello, you guys. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so grateful you're tuning in, whether you're a returning listener or a new listener. And I am recording this intro from my new Brooklyn apartment. I am so excited about this new chapter. Last week's solo episode was all about endings and how to properly navigate that with more courage, with more compassion, and how to honor new beginnings in your life by properly closing old chapters. And the past weekend has been completely focused on this move. There was so much that went into it, but it turned out really smoothly overall and i'm really grateful we had movers to help because that made my life so much easier and it was honestly really great ever since we arrived into the new apartment i already feel so much peace i feel so much more grounded i'm getting back to my routine so things are flowing And I am actually editing a vlog of my move that will be up on YouTube tonight, so Wednesday night. So when this podcast goes live, the moving vlog will be up on my YouTube if you want to tune into it and like get a glimpse of the new apartment and just see how the moving process went. So that's what's been going on in my life, but this episode is really lovely i got to meet irene Macule, who is one of my content creator friends who lives in spain actually in person she was visiting new york and we recorded together and it was awesome and when we were recording we actually did a podcast swap so i have an episode on her podcast which you can go and tune into but it's actually really perfectly timed and we did not do this intentionally but. This specific week when the episode is airing is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And as you guys know, I'm very open about my path to recovery, my past with an eating disorder and disordered eating, and just like struggling with my relationship with my body and with food. And I think that opening up the conversation around this topic is so important because when I was struggling, I think it's now been six or seven years ago, there was no one on social media talking about it. I felt so alone. I felt so lost. I was so in my head and I didn't have a support system or people to look up to who were talking about healing, who were talking about growing from these experiences. That's why I'm such an advocate for openness and vulnerability and sharing my experience with it. And I do that in the hopes that it will help you as well. So... This episode is timely because we dive into exactly this and we talk about how to navigate wanting to control food and just having this like tough relationship with your body. We get to hear a little bit about Eden's experience, how she grew from it and how she then went on to become a health coach that helps women exactly with this. And what's cool about her programs and the way she goes about it is that she uses techniques and practices that help with long-term recovery. And that's through the Disordered Eating, Somatic Self-Compassion and Mindfulness Interventions for Lasting Recovery. And so I'm really impressed of her whole approach, her programs and how she shows up to help people find intuitive eating, improve their relationship with food, improve their relationship of themselves. And we really talked in this episode about how it goes deep right it's about trusting yourself how can you start trusting yourself how can you navigate your relationship with yourself in order to heal how can you tune into your intuition how can you learn to listen to your body again how can you move beyond fads and trends that you've internalized are the right things to so there's so much juiciness that we talk about and i think it's a great episode to be going out on this week so if it helps you if you take something away from it please let us know you can share this episode on your stories and tag us you can tag me at the carolina lifestyle or at innergrowth.co or both you can also tag it her accounts will all be linked in the description And before we dive in, this is just a quick reminder to press the plus button on the top right corner of Apple Podcasts or hit following on the top left corner of Spotify so you can be in the loop of new episodes. And then you can also hit the bell icon next to the following button on Spotify to be notified when new episodes go live. And so you can be in the loop, be a part of the community. So, with all of that said, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And I hope that if you are someone, Who is going through healing and who is working on your relationship with your body? First of all, just owning your experience, owning the fact that you are struggling is the first step and is a huge step towards recovery. Like owning the fact that you maybe don't have the best relationship with food or your body and wanting to receive help is so game-changing and opens so many doors for you so if you are in this process just know that i'm rooting for you and if you ever need extra support my dms are always open and i am sending you so much love and so much compassion and so much kindness and so much good energy as you navigate all of this and so with that said let's dive into this amazing conversation i hope you love it and let's get growing Renee, how are you? Hi, good. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. And just before we get started, could you just quickly introduce yourself and share a little bit about like what you do, what you help your community with on social media and Mm -hmm. with your coaching? So I'm Irene. I am from Spain and I
1: actually live in Spain, but visit New York like twice or three times a year. Mm -hmm. And I'm an online health coach I got my Mar- Mar- certificate on 2020 and I got it because years ago I suffered from orthorexia because I started following these influencer fitness but fitness more on, on the like competitive side like competition fitness whatever bikini fitness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and these diets that these, these girls that promote a diet lifestyle uh, yeah. ri- chicken and rice and broccoli <laughs> uh-huh. and you just have to eat that and you have to don't listen to your hunger cues and you have to suppress your hunger and if you feel hungry you do nothing or you eat something instead of other things that you want and you have one cheat day a week and all this stuff blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. we all know about it so um, I started following these girls and these type of people which I'm not criticizing but I mean it's not a long-term way of living not a sustainable uh, of way of yeah, living yeah right so um but that's why I understood was a healthy lifestyle and a healthy like diet uh-huh. so I followed that and I got to a mindset of restriction and control and I fear lots of foods and I felt guilt every time I ate something that it wasn't on the plan and I felt so bad and so preoccupied and and Worried about calories and macros, and my daily day was about numbers like mm-hmm. what I ate, why I didn't eat, how much I exercise, how much can I eat depending on how much I have exercised, and it was awful. Like it was mentally like draining, and, yeah, and emotionally draining because it's it's exhausting. Like all mm-hmm. the 24 hours a day thinking about it, and 24 hours a day feeling hungry and focus on what can I eat, what can I what can I not, and when am I gonna eat next because I'm hungry but I cannot eat before and this mm-hmm, thing. So mm-hmm. it it was like an, an awful time. <laughs> so I got I got tired of this and I started implementing changes by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I decided to change my life. Like I realized I wasn't happy and this wasn't a way of eating I wanted to like maintain any longer. So I started to implement little things and changes in my daily life. I started to stop counting calories, I deleted my fitness ball. <laughs> and I started doing bigger meals and satisfying my hunger cues and learning again how to reconnect with my body. Learning again how to be intuitive and how to respond to my body's needs and yeah. when I feel hungry, when I'm not and when I like fancy something and when I I don't know, I um to recognize again what my body deserves. Yeah. Instead of punishing it.
0: Yeah yeah and so like you kind of realize i don't want to live this way anymore and also i just think it's so funny because you you were living in spain at the time yes. right? Mm-hmm. and it's so funny because those types of like influencers they exist uh-huh. all over the world like they exist in the u.s they exist I in spain know. they exist <laughs> in brazil like i know exactly which type of creators you're talking mm-hmm. about and I think a few years ago, especially like that, was the only types of creators mm-hmm. that existed in the world of quote unquote wellness. Yes. And over time, especially after the lockdown and everything, mm-hmm. there's been more of a rise of this holistic perspective yeah. when it comes. Yeah, because I'm talking about the more health.
1: than five years ago, like maybe ten years ago or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm 29 now, and I'm talking when I was 18, 20. So it was a long yeah. time.
0: ago. and it was like very predominant. If, yes. Of you know a yeah. few years yeah. ago and there has been this perspective shift over time which is great but when you realize that right you were like okay I don't want to live this way anymore how many years ago more or less was that like do you feel like the wellness space had already changed a bit or was it still during that you know time
1: it had changed because one thing that helped me get out of this was following fitness influencers that had a different perspective and that they didn't like ban Certain foods, or they allowed themselves to enjoy foods and in in quantity and balance is key. Like everything in moderation. Yeah. Like uh, and they didn't obsess, they didn't feel guilty, and they were promoting this other type of mindset and lifestyle that you can eat whatever you want. Like you just have to be responsible and conscious about what you're eating, but you don't have to restrict yourself or I don't know forbid certain foods or. I don't know, you don't have to obsess about either about food or exercise. You don't have to obsess about it. Yeah. And when you get so obsessed about both things, it stops being healthy anymore. Yeah. Because it, I feel that's what happened to me. I got so obsessed to being healthy. Well, that's what's orthorexia. But mm-hmm. I got so obsessed with being healthy and eating healthy and eating clean and exercise all the time that it wasn't healthy anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think... It's really important to talk about orthorexia. I've also struggled with it before. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I started struggling with it when I started learning more about holistic health. When I started even taking my holistic health certification Mm -hmm. and I was so obsessed. I had cut out gluten. I had cut out dairy. I saw so many foods as bad. I struggled with going out to eat because I felt like there was Mm -hmm. no options and I didn't want to eat the food my parents made me because it wasn't cooked exactly the way Mm -hmm. I wanted and too much oil, especially <laughs> orthorexia is something that is very mental it's very mm-hmm. much in your own head yes. and it can cause a lot of stress and a lot of guilt and a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. especially because it's really out of your control Especially when you're out to eat or someone else is cooking for you, like how much oil there Mm -hmm. is going to be or the ingredients that they use. Mm -hmm. And that eventually, you know, circles back to you wanting to control everything. Exactly. And we were talking about control and I want to dive into that. But Mm -hmm. I forgot to ask you an important question, which I ask (laughs) every guest, which is, do you know your sun, moon and rising in astrology?
1: I I don't like, I don't remember, but I I know I know. What's your
0: your sign? I have the uh,
1: uh, Gemini. Gemini. Gemini? Gemini, yes. I have Okay, let's find out your sun moon and rising. are up. So let's check. Cuz I don't let's even know. Let's see. Where should I check?
0: So you are an Aquarius moon and a Cancer rising. And what does that mean? <laughs> oh, okay, so basically Cancer rising, I love Cancer energy and my mom is a Cancer. I actually have a Cancer moon and I have a lot of like most people that I get along with have uh-huh. one Cancer placement in their big 3 which I love. Uh-huh. But Cancer Rising is like seeing the world through like nurturing. Mm-hmm. Whether that means you're nurturing other people or you're feeling nurtured and also cultivating a home for yourself, like cultivating a sense of, of home, of comfort, mm-hmm. of security yeah. and also doing it for the ones you love and like liking to feel connected to your emotions or, like, being an emotional person or a sensitive person (laughs) and just, like, feeling the world out through your feelings. Uh Like, your feelings are your guideposts. Do you feel that? That resonates, yeah. Yeah? And then with your Aquarius moon, Mm -hmm. at the same time, though, it's really funny because my mom is a Cancer and she has an Aquarius moon. And because you're a Cancer rising, that takes you first to your Aquarius moon. So it's, like, as much as you feel a lot, Uh the Aquarius moon is, like, so much, like, stop being so sensitive yeah. like or like super analytic with your uh-huh. emotions and likes you know the facts and exactly. stuff like that and sometimes uh-huh. you feel torn between uh-huh. am i too analytical right now or am i too emotional yeah. right now well that's part of
1: being a gemini right you have both yeah. 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 yeah
0: yeah so i feel like that maybe the gemini uh-huh. comes through between this push and the pull of like the emotions that you feel but also your desire to like be more logical mm-hmm. And, you know, be based on the facts mm-hmm. and information. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's your big three. Yeah. There we go. We had to talk about it, of course. <laughs> so now that we have that covered, let's go back mm-hmm. to the topic of control. Okay. Because we were talking about it off air before we started recording. And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. Whether yes. that's, you know, controlling your relationships, controlling your appearance, controlling your food, controlling your money, It can come across Mm -hmm. in our lives in so many ways. But a lot of the times when we feel out of control in our lives, many people tend to go to food and to what they're eating because that's something that's quote-unquote easy to control. Food and
1: exercise. And
0: exercise. So what do you feel was your experience with control? And even with your clients, Like, what is a pattern that you notice a lot regarding control? And if someone listening is struggling with that right now, feeling out of control, or being too much into, like, I need mm-hmm. control right now, how do they find a healthy balance between, like, feeling secure and safe in their lives but also not being so controlling over your food and exercise? For, yeah,
1: for me, my need of control was mainly through the app, like, the, my fitness pal app. I had to, like, enter everything I ate there. Like, mm-hmm. everything, even, I don't know, cucumber. Yeah. Like, <laughs> except water, everything had to go in there. And I usually Mm -hmm. planned days ahead, like, uh, at night, for example, I end my dinner and started organizing my next day, my next meals. Everything had to be super tricked and and calculated, and everything had to be, like, the upset. And I couldn't do things differently. And a part of that, like and needing this control through the app, I think it's because you don't trust yourself and you don't trust your bodies. You need something, in this case an app, maybe it's a person, that tells you how much you should eat or yeah. or what you should eat.
0: And yeah. and it's because mm-hmm. you don't
1: trust yourself and even you don't value yourself enough or you, you think you don't have enough knowledge, enough experience or maybe you think if you trust yourself and you decide on what your your Body says you're gonna lose control, so you're gonna go the opposite and you're gonna go to the extremes and you're gonna eat too much because you're not controlling. Yeah, but that's (laughs) you putting you in a situation that's that's not happening, that's probably not gonna happen, but you're it's in your imagination, and Mm -hmm. that's because you believe that about yourself. So you have to change what do you think about yourself? Yeah, how do you think about you, about your behavior, about your relationship with food? So that's the start of everything. Like, how do you see yourself? And how do you understand food and and ways of eating? And how do you understand what's to be healthy? Because I think the issue is we have a wrong definition of healthy. Maybe because of social media, maybe because something your parents teach you, maybe because of something you saw when you were growing up. It could be many things, and it's yeah. it's and it's no one's fault. Like yeah. it's their information out there, or maybe habits or beliefs that you have internalized, uh, and it's no one's fault. To yeah, you 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 just, you just have to. Um, and know. then
0: because there's this like external perspective on what healthy means. Do you feel out of control even because you're disconnected from your own exactly, definition of Exactly,
1: exactly. I always say to my clients, you have to find your way of living, your way of finding balance. Maybe balance for you is having a cookie a day. Maybe it's, I don't know. Allowing different...
0: yourself to go out to eat without, exactly. you know, over worrying exactly. about
1: it. But maybe for your best friend, it's not. And
0: it's not either... Right or wrong, like you to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, because when we take the wider perspective of health and we see it as integrating our mind, our soul, our emotions into it that's going to be different from person exactly. to person. Exactly. What's going on in your family or your home life or your job uh-huh. is going to be different than someone else's. And so the amount of security that you feel, the amount of emotional support you feel, that's all going to be different. Exactly. And so the rest that you oh, might and, need and is also different. And something that
1: goes with control is the need of doing things perfectly. And perfection doesn't exist. We are not perfect. We cannot do things perfectly. So yeah. stop like trying to reach this perfect way of eating and this, I'm always getting the perfect sensation of hunger and and fullness and you're not going to eat perfect, never. No one does. So you sometimes are going to eat too full, you're gonna be still hungry after you ate things happen you yeah. just have to listen to your body and then see how you maybe how you can improve the situation uh, next time on the, or in the future or how do you can do things differently but you're not going to do things perfectly
0: never so yeah and i talk a lot about perfectionism mm-hmm. on this podcast and i think it's really important i think with health especially even today, like even when we think of wellness, right? Mm-hmm. We'll think of this like perfect that girl aesthetic, like this perfect girl that mm-hmm. does everything every single day, never misses a day, has to look a certain way. There's all these mm-hmm. different conceptions we have of health. And maybe our definition of perfection comes from that, or, like the media that we're consuming, or it just comes from this pressure we put on ourselves to do everything without missing a day, or to do everything without allowing ourselves the balance. And I literally just recorded an episode on perfectionism when we're recording this. Mm -hmm. So it'll have been a few weeks prior. But like I mentioned in that episode that one big trait of perfectionists is extremes. Mm -hmm. It's this all or nothing mindset. Either I do everything perfectly and I'm eating perfect and following this plan and doing exactly what I'm supposed to quote unquote. Or I drop it all and I feel like a failure and I go on a binge and I fall to this other extreme. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you either not eat the cake or eat the whole cake. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happens a lot with my clients. And that's something that we have to keep in mind is no day is the same. Like mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. every day is different. Every meal mm-hmm. is different. And our body is different every day and has different needs every day. So maybe one day you want to eat the whole cake, like not the whole cake, but you want <laughs> to you, you wanna eat cake. And the other day, you don't want anything. Cake at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you want fruit. I don't know. Yeah. But our body is so different. And even more with women, um, we have different needs depending on like, our yeah, cycle. Yeah. And yeah, like every day is, is different. And we don't have to judge ourselves from eating like one day one way and the other on another. Like, like, yeah. It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, that's super true. I think that's really important to remember also that every day is different, as Mm -hmm. you said. And even with the cake example, I always think about this, but if it comes down to, let's say, dessert,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you love dessert. Like, let's say you're someone who loves eating sweets, and it makes you happy. It brings you joy, Mm -hmm. and that's something you want to be able to do every day, but you're scared because you sometimes tend to overeat those Mm -hmm. things. Maybe the reason that. Someone is overeating those things is because they're not allowing themselves to do exactly. it, right? The more you, I tell you not to think of a blue exactly. elephant, the more you're gonna think of a blue elephant. Exactly. And so it's the same thing with anything else in our lives, including dessert. Yeah. And so I always think about this, but if you allow yourself to eat a dessert, remembering that you can eat it tomorrow and mm-hmm. you can eat it the day after, you can eat it mm-hmm. every single day if you want, you're probably gonna be more mindful of how much you're eating
1: mm-hmm.
0: because one, you want to do it every day, and two, you know you can. So. Allowing yourself, giving yourself that permission is so important. And I think a lot about this, even with like work or things like that. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes when someone is telling you like you have to do something, Mm -hmm. you really don't don't want to do it. it. But when someone says like, oh, either do it or not. like, Like say a brand sends me... Uh, something like to try like a yeah. product and they're like oh it'd be great if you posted it but yeah. not required at all like up to you
1: yeah. and then you post it a because... lot of the
0: times because the brand was so nice and like yeah. open and flexible you're gonna post it yeah. but if the brand is like requiring you to post yeah. and like forcing you and checking in being like so how did you like you so you're gonna post when's your post coming blah, yeah. blah blah then you're gonna feel so annoyed and you're not gonna want to yeah. do it so it's the same thing with your inner voice and mm-hmm. the restrictions you put on yourself if you tell yourself like Yeah, like feel free to eat dessert every day if you want. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to be like, oh, maybe today I do want it. Or maybe I don't. Like over time, you'll develop that connection Mm -hmm. with your hunger and with your desires and with what you're feeling.
1: Yeah, and when we get to this extreme of wanting to eat a thing, like double or triple the the portion, sometimes it's because we don't even eat enough during the day. And second is because the beliefs we have, around this specific food or ingredient or meal or whatever so if you think about this as something you shouldn't eat you should eat just a little it's bad if you eat it blah 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 you're gonna feel bad first if you eat it Mm -hmm. and then you're gonna maybe you're gonna gonna eat it like super fast because you're ashamed of eating it you're gonna overeat because it's this time that you allowed yourself to eat it but you don't know when you're gonna have it the next time so you yeah you're like i need more. to eat it now yeah, exactly
0: yeah which so, then goes back to the judgment exactly on that food the label uh-huh. so this is a bad food or this uh-huh. is a good food and also ties into shame right like oh i feel guilty or I feel uh-huh. shameful that i did this and mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to be doing mm-hmm. this and then the guilt spiral is so real and mm-hmm. so toxic
1: but the guilt at the end of the day it's from your beliefs Yes. And it's from what you think. What you think is what makes you feel guilty. So mm-hmm. start changing what you think and you'll feel different.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I always say there's no morality with food. Like food isn't good or bad.
1: Mm-hmm. You exactly. give food
0: those labels. And even with taking a step further on that topic, someone's definition of good and bad is probably very different than mm-hmm. yours. Like you said, like everyone's definition of balance is different. Everyone's definition of... Good or bad is different. And at the end of the day, food is not good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just food. It's just food. Yeah, exactly. And of course, there's healthier options. Like we talked about in your podcast, you know, there are certain foods that have gums and additives and like processed oils and all these things that technically they're not great for your body. Mm-hmm. Like they're not great for your diet. But you can exactly. choose to label that as bad and then feel really guilty exactly. and go down these emotional spirals if you take it so seriously.
1: And like it that. always depends on the amount the quantity you're having like for example yeah. these meals you're, you're not having one little of milk every day so yeah it depends on how much you're having of it so yeah you maybe you're considering yourself super healthy because you you don't eat sweets and you don't eat cake or you don't eat donuts but you are having these plant-based milks that have these
0: additives uh, so yeah, or you're
1: having like these gums and yeah you're
0: having like processed plant-based sausages exactly. every exactly. day that exactly. like also isn't the healthiest yeah so
1: it that's because you think you're healthy because your beliefs around your your maybe your behavior. belief around yeah. health is exactly. like being vegan
0: is really healthy exactly. like it again comes down to the beliefs exactly yeah i think that's huge right and like there's a such a big connection between our mind and our body again like between our beliefs and our feelings mm-hmm and our feelings and our physical sensations like everything's intertwined Mm -hmm. and i think that's the beauty of holistic health truly Mm -hmm. and so i just love that we're touching on that and did you find that for you when it comes down to the control specifically deleting my fitness app was like the thing you needed to do most or when you deleted the app did you find that certain other things certain other control patterns still were coming up for you
1: yes it was Focus on exercise not that much but I still relied on exercise and exercise was like mm. a huge part of my day like the most important thing I have to accomplish today yeah and I remember being at work like so focused on leaving early to have enough time to go to the gym and or I was wearing this watch this uh, I think it was the garment watch that tracks your steps and okay, I was not so obsessed about the exercise but then I had to track my steps and if, if I did not walk 10k steps a day, I was I, fe- I felt guilty. Yeah. And I had to like run around my house like <laughs> in the living room, wow. like walking around the living room in order to get to the 10k steps I think. yeah because I can
0: I can remember a time when I was the same like mm-hmm. I didn't walk enough today like I have to go down my block and back mm-hmm. until like I hit a certain amount of. or steps. I have
1: to walk my dog only to get more steps because if not I feel guilty and it's like a lost day like yeah. it wasn't a bad it wasn't a good day so yeah, yeah like I transferred a bit into exercise movement, but then like I think there they are faces and you have to learn how to manage each one one step at a time. So yeah. I first manage food and then I manage exercise. But then when you get to know one of these faces, the next one gets easier and you get to know you better and you get to know how to handle this better. And and it's easier and it's uh, faster. It doesn't yeah. get you... So much, so much time yeah. and
0: I think it's important to also like when you're healing and when you're recovering from these patterns and your relationship with basic things in our life mm-hmm. that aren't so basic right like food and exercise exactly. it's a whole process and a lot of self-compassion is important and also as you said taking one thing at a time mm-hmm. so start with one thing and then go to the next start mm-hmm. with food and then go to exercise or focus on which one feels the most important to mm-hmm. you in the moment and the most damaging to your mental health and to your like feeling of ease Mm -hmm. in your life and then go to the next one and then think about okay what's the next thing i can address what's the next thing i can focus on and i think what you said with exercise is very real because a lot of the times people will think that their relationship with food is great Mm -hmm. so everything's great but your eating disordered patterns or just disordered patterns in general can also translate Mm -hmm. into other areas of your life like, like exercise i feel that's what happens
1: with orthorexia people think it's normal people think that orthorexia patterns are normal. So yes, they, they didn't give... Like, like, oh, she's
0: just so healthy. Yeah.
1: Like, she yeah. doesn't eat out and she, she likes to eat healthy. And, and I think that's what my family thought about me. Like, oh, she
0: just... She's just really yeah, healthy. Yeah. yeah, I think back to the period of my experience when I was also struggling with it. I didn't think there was anything wrong. Or, like, I didn't even want to think about it because I had been through things that were way worse Mm -hmm. like overeating and like almost binging Mm -hmm. on certain foods or you know complete restriction for like a year Mm -hmm. and so for me like taking care of my health and feeling really healthy wasn't as bad or Mm -hmm. whatever and I think that my family was also kind of in that perspective though I do think that my extremities and my, like me cooking, for example, my own food and not uh-huh. eating my mom's food, yeah. like I know that affected our relationship. I know she was upset that I wasn't eating her food. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care because my priority was I can't eat that. Yeah. So I'm gonna make my own food and I don't care. And we don't realize that it can affect our relationships or that even people in our life might not realize we're struggling with mm-hmm. restriction or with mental patterns, even if on the external, mm-hmm. it seems like you're just really healthy. Yeah.
1: I canceled so many plans with my friends. Like, I always prefer to be alone, alone mm-hmm. and not eating out or even having, like, I don't know, a soda out. I, I just panicked and I cancel all the time at, at wow. last minute. And I always prioritize going to the gym or doing exercise or doing my meals at home before uh, going out with friends or being out of home
0: and like, social connection yeah. is so important yeah. right and yeah. so how did you eventually start breaking that pattern because you said you first started with the food right mm-hmm. so i was realizing okay i'm listening to all these diet culture fitness influencers mm-hmm. and i'm only eating rice broccoli and chicken uh-huh. and like that's my like what i should <laughs> be doing and whatever whatever <laughs>
1: yeah
0: and then eventually you realize okay like i'm not listening to my body and you deleted my fitness pal tracker and you start eating more intuitively mm-hmm. but then there was the element of exercise which still was this control piece Mm -hmm. so how did you realize eventually like okay i am being a little bit controlling here or obsessive obsessing or it's still something that's hindering my well-being overall yeah how did that like come up for you or like when did you start making a change
1: i mean i don't like i don't really remember a time when i said okay this has to change but Uh i think it all it all has to do with your also, with your relationship with you and your self-love and mm-hmm. your self-knowledge, yes, and how you treat yourself, how you value yourself, and how, where, where do you put the level on what you, um, on what you, how do you say, merecimiento, mm-hmm. lo que mereces, your worth, like your worth, yeah, what, right, how do exactly. you measure how worthy you are? Exactly, and I started seeing myself differently and working on my self-acceptance and self-love and working on this part of me and and myself and my inner I don't know my soul yeah your inner self so I started working on that and recognizing I deserve more than what I'm living like I deserve to rest more I deserve to eat more I deserve to exercise when I want nor because I have to and So I I deserve a life that I enjoy every day, not that it's a punishment or that it's compensating something that I did or I ate or I don't know. I I started switching this mindset because all starts in your mindset and your beliefs and and how do you and your perception. Yeah. And I read a book, it's called The Obstacle is the Way. The Obstacle is the Way? And it talks about perception and how you how do you perceive things and situations mm-hmm. so uh, it's all in your head and how you you perceive the situation yeah so um, if you change mm. your mindset and your perception about something like something it's bad if you see it as <laughs> bad yeah so you have to change that so yeah. i started thinking differently about calories and exercise and movement and and i changed how i believe i i have to live and yeah. so I changed
0: my life and, and my mindset. Do you feel like that book was like a Kickstarter? Like, do you feel like no, that book I, I was like it, I read,
1: eye-opening? I read it not so long ago. Like, mm. it's, it's been like recent. But I wish I had uh, read things like this before. Because sometimes yeah. I got into orthorexia because of these fitness influencers. But I got out of it also because fitness influencers. Because yeah. I, I saw people living in a different way I was. And like still being yes. healthy still being balanced still achieving a physical goals for sure and I thought okay what the fuck I'm doing wrong because I'm <laughs> yeah. restricting myself and I'm not happy and I'm, I'm so not... unhappy right now yes. I'm so stressed out mm-hmm. so I saw another way of living and I thought okay why these people can live like that and why can I not
0: yes and I think that's why social media is so amazing in so many mm-hmm. ways too because I a lot of the times like I'll get DMs and I think I love getting these messages you know when. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you get them all the time, too, where, you know, people will say, like, your account really helped me heal my relationship Uh with food. And sometimes I'm not even outwardly saying something like do this, do that to heal your relationship with food. Like I talk about it and I talk about my journey and how I've grown from it and stuff like that. But a lot of the times it's just about seeing the other person live their life Mm -hmm. and like how they live and the things they eat and the things that they do and how they approach their health and that's enough just seeing an example exactly. of what's possible can be the key to prompting you to change yeah.
1: when i speak to my clients i always put my own examples and i will always put me as an example because if mm-hmm. i can do it why you can't and if i transition my mindset why you can't like you yeah. can you can do it as well and it's, these are normal things you're not alone and yes. there are a lot of people like experiencing the same or similar
0: yeah, and I think it's really important to have expanders in your life, uh-huh. like these people that show you what's possible.
1: One of the exercises I always send to my, my clients is find, ex, do you call it expanders? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's ex, expansores. Mm-hmm. And I always say find these three, four people that have the relationship with food you, you want to have, the relationship with exercise you want to have, the, I don't know, the lifestyle yes. you want to have. And you don't have to resonate with everything in their life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just one thing. Maybe it's how, but these people that already have what you want to have already are doing what you want to be doing. Yes, and and use them as a motivation, as an as something like to look for, not to copy, but, but an to, inspiration. Yeah. How how do you, how can you implement these in your own life?
0: Yes, and I think that's really important, and that's why, you know, it's also important to have an abundance mindset mm-hmm. and at the end of the day to look at these people with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and again remember things are different in all of our Mm -hmm. lives and so realizing okay that's a really inspiring thing in that person's life that motivates me to change something in mine Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I have to do everything the same I think that's a really important like side note yeah you know
1: yeah we were talking before about this like find your way of doing things find your own way of balance of being balanced and your own way of being healthy yes we
0: not all have the same like life situations yeah, yeah, and like things we yeah. like like yeah. maybe someone else you see is expanding your relationship with food, mm-hmm. but maybe the types of workouts you like doing is different. Exactly. So you don't have to do exactly, exactly what that person's doing and copy it, in every single way. Sometimes just taking inspiration from different things exactly. and again figuring out what works for you. And I just really love how we have anchored in on mindset because I think that the mind is really important when mm-hmm. it comes to healing your relationship with your body. And for most people, disordered behaviors and things like that, they're not an issue with the food itself. It's just mm-hmm. an issue with your mind and yes. how your mind is lying to you mm-hmm. and how your mind is tricking you to think certain things and the beliefs you have and how that's triggering certain feelings. Because mm-hmm. there are some people
1: that have, like, for example, fear foods and fear foods are, I don't know, cakes donuts or sugar or whatever but i have clients who feared i don't know avocado or bananas or rice like wow things that are healthy but they still fear them because oh they are higher in fats in carbs or they are higher in calories and yeah and it's again it's a misconception about what's being healthy and what's eating healthy and calories are not bad yeah. carbs are not bad fats are not bad but we have these beliefs <laughs> in our head that makes us like feel this way and um yeah. act this way
0: yeah exactly and i think something else i want to circle back to is the my fitness pal mm-hmm. experience because i've used it before myself mm-hmm. and i definitely feel like once you use it for a while you start almost knowing it by your head mm-hmm. like you know yeah. oh this has this many calories yeah. or this has that many calories yeah. and so For someone listening, like, let's say they're still tracking Mm -hmm. their macros or their calories or they're still using MyFitnessPal and they, or even they, like, stopped, Uh but they still have that in their mind, how did you navigate that? Like, how did you eventually stop focusing on the macro percentages or the calorie Mm -hmm. amounts in the foods? Like, it's really hard to let go of that. Yeah, it is. And it might be something you carry through your whole life, but how did you? Kind of and deal it with sometimes
1: that? happens that you delete the app and then two days or two weeks later you download it again. And that's not bad. Like, I mean, it's something you rely on for a long period of time. So it's normal that you get back to it sometimes. Like, it's difficult. And for me, the thing was seeing myself from perspective and okay, I don't want to be a person that uses this app all her life and i don't want to eat depending on what the app says i'm tired of this so because i was tired of that i stopped i deleted the app and i remember myself like in the kitchen and as i told you i started implementing these changes mostly in in pandemic during COVID because okay i cannot like i cannot go outside so start doing things at home and I stopped using the food scale. I remember the first time I went to you, I went to grab it, and I said, "No, okay, I don't yes. want to use this anymore." You caught yourself. I am not this person anymore. And I decided, I I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to be different. I want to want start behaving different. And one thing that I always say to my clients is, "Okay, define who is the best version of yourself."
0: Who That's is, literally who, the first
1: thing I always have my clients this do. Who is person? And the more details you can you can add, the better. Yeah. The, the more specific you can get, the better. Okay, now you have that. Start thinking and behaving as her or, or as him from now on. Yes. And I thought about my, the best version of myself. Okay, this person of myself doesn't weigh her
0: food. So stop doing this. I was about to say, have you ever read the book Atomic Habits? Yes. So you know how... And I love it. Ja- yeah. yeah, James Clear is amazing. I love his book. I just a week ago, I think it was, I mean, we're recording this in January, but like I just launched my new newsletter Mm -hmm. and I love his newsletter. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but like three, two, one. So I'm doing like three, two, one for inner growth. Okay. And anyway, just love him. (laughs) And one thing that I always come back to from his book is that to make any change in your life, you have to identify with the version of yourself that Mm -hmm. you want to be. So he uses the example of, let's say, like smoking, right? Like let's say you smoke cigarettes and you want to stop it's not going to be enough to say, oh, I want to stop smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes. It's much more effective to say, I, I am smoke. not the kind of person who smokes. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, that was a phase in my life and the version I am today, it doesn't smoke. Mm-hmm. Then as you start saying that and affirming those things, your subconscious mind and your brain wants to find confirmation for mm-hmm. it and like validation for that belief. Uh-huh. And so once you change that perspective and you change that identification – you'll start changing your habits uh-huh. just subconsciously, yeah. automatically. And so I love that you mentioned that and I love that you said, like, start thinking of what does your ideal self do? Mm-hmm. What does your best self do? Oh, my best self doesn't track mm-hmm. my macros. or My best self allows herself freedom. Mm-hmm. My best self doesn't use a scale every time I'm going to mm-hmm. measure the amount of rice that I'm eating. And over time, you start becoming that new exactly. person.
1: And also, if you've been tracking for a long period of time, as you said, you already know how much? Yeah. Yeah. You already know the portions and the macros. So start believing, trust yourself. Start believing you, that you know. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. You have the tools. You don't need an app. You have everything in yourself. Yeah. In your body. Like start implementing the knowledge you have. Start practicing and, and start like trying, and yeah. you'll see. Okay, this is too much. Okay, this is too little. Okay, I'm still hungry. Okay, I'm too full. And you learn from it.
0: Yeah, and developing that connection with exactly, your own exactly. body and your own self-awareness. Yes. And
1: start depending less on external things and more internal things. Yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> I feel like we could talk for so long on this, but I want to do some rapid-fire questions yeah. before we end yeah. the episode, so I do these with every guest. Okay. So just answer them intuitively. Okay. But the first question is, do you have a phrase that you go back to a lot, a quote you love, or just something that you just remind yourself of frequently? the mantra I
1: don't think I really have a mantra but something that I like to remind myself daily is that things that are meant for me are coming and I sometimes try to rush things and when things don't go as planned or I don't have what I want now I feel uh, frustrated and yeah like uh, scarcity mindset yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, so I try to focus on okay good things are coming and what it's meant to be it will be and like just patience and keep working and
0: that's so yeah. important i love like that keep showing up and everything will just trust like. the timing of your yeah, own life right right exactly yeah that's so so important i think that's an important reminder probably <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone who's listening <laughs> needs so i love that and then next question is do you have any books that you love and that you would recommend to anyone listening that they should try out yes or, um, or books that just like really impacted mm-hmm. your own experience yeah,
1: so let me check my Amazon list. The Obstacle is the Way It's one of my favorites. It's a bit, how do you say it, tough? Dense? Yeah, dense. Sometimes, because it gives you a lot of examples from history. And sometimes it gets boring because of the examples. But uh-huh. the message is really, really good. And the Obstacle the, is the Way? Yeah. Uh, I love the one you said, the Habits. Yeah, Tomy Habits, then, so good. How to do the work. I loved it. Such Uh, a good one. Yeah. The one that's called Burnout. Solve your stress cycle. I think you'd love that one. I have to read that one. Yeah. And I
0: don't know. That's good. That's perfect. Untamed. Oh, I love Untamed. I love Glennon Doyle. (laughs) she's, She's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Next one is what makes you feel like your higher self or your best self? I think it's
1: when I have my routine same like for example even going for a morning coffee walk in the the morning so uh, journaling or like i don't know starting my day um starting your day pouring into your own cup exactly exactly like yeah how i start my day does a huge difference in how my day goes i so relate i cannot start my day rushing i I hate it
0: yeah 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 like taking your time and like getting to do everything you love exactly exactly i totally resonate with that definitely feel (laughs) like my higher self when i have a routine yeah i need that and last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this episode but Mm -hmm. they just heard this part what would you want them to leave with
1: i think we should listen more to our internal sensations feelings signals i don't know Mm-hmm. listen more to what is happening on the inside because we are so focused on external things and external not only validation but external messages and external I don't know social media and family and friends and work and everything yeah. that is happening on the outside we don't even know anymore what's happening on the inside and sometimes we <laughs> just, yeah, that's so true. yeah maybe simple things that I don't know what to eat or how much to eat you're not listening to yourself I don't know if I should exercise or not. You don't listen to yourself. Your body is telling you. Your body is telling you (laughs) when you go to the toilet, when you're cold, when you're hot, when you're tired, when you want to sleep. But I don't know why... We just suppress these signals and we don't listen to you. Yeah,
0: and that is why this podcast is called (laughs) Inner Growth. So I love that. That's a perfect Mm -hmm. note to end on. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was really fun. Can you share where everyone can follow you or work with you?
1: Yeah, my Instagram is Irene Macule, M-A-C-U-L-E. My TikTok is the same. My YouTube is the same. (laughs) And my podcast is Intuitivamente Autentica
0: perfect and we did a podcast episode on her podcast Mm -hmm. so definitely go check that out and we will have all of your social links as well in the description so thank you (laughs) this was so fun and (laughs) everyone listening thank you guys for tuning in if you enjoyed the episode definitely let us know you can share it on your stories tag us tag innergrowth.co on instagram and if you feel like this episode gave you value it always means the world if you guys leave a written review on Apple, even if you listen on Spotify. So make sure to go do that if you loved it and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.